quiet and good order will be maintained in our city to the best of our ability. Riots, melees, and disturbances of the peace are against the interest of all our people and therefore cannot be permitted. We interrupt this program to bring you on behalf of the United States government. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Stand by. I'll be right there. All right, St. Louis, I want to hear everybody sing it. Come on. Beyond Radio. Beyond. Yes, and now, here comes the music. Small town, small mine, small town, small mine, small town, small mine, small town, small mine, small town.
listening to Beyond FM Live. Here are your hosts, T-Bone and Rusty. We're going to have the best-looking house in town, Russ. I've always wanted to do this. Good evening. Holy crap. I'm back on the air and with a co-host. Say good evening, everybody, to Mr. Rustin Smith. What's up, y'all? I'm going to turn my headphones up because I'm deaf as hell. And hopefully I'm not loud in your guys' ear because I speak very loudly. How are you over there, sir? Oh, whoa, 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 calm down. Okay, there we go. (laughs) I forgot to fade everything down because I'm new at this and I only gave myself a 15-second bed. Good evening and how are you? I'm doing well. How about you? Are you ready for your first radio show? Yeah, I've been been sweating this all week, so I'm, I've been ready for it as well. So, are you anxious or just or, or nervous or, or both? Uh, a little bit of both. Little yeah, bit of both. this is the you first see, time I've ever been a host. You think I'm gonna make funny at all or anything? Oh, I kind of expected that. Um, so let's let's let the audience get to know you for one moment. Where are you from? So originally from Indiana, Indianapolis, uh, Southside, Franklin, to be exact. Gotcha. And when did you, when did you move here? Uh, end of 2017 2017 so i've been here a minute yeah not too bad have you ever been to mississippi nice before i have not <laughs> no unfortunately i missed out on the the great venue that was mississippi nights this is going to be a good conversation then because you're okay. going to learn a lot of stuff tonight because our guests and you know what's funny because okay so i'll backtrack and and we'll talk about a little bit about our guests tonight but I've known her for a very long time, what, 35 years probably now, maybe a little more because we rode the bus in elementary school too, but we didn't really know each other because she lived two streets over from me. So even further, probably since we were like probably nine-ish, you know, here and there. But um, we uh, we did go out to a lot of shows together. So she is legit on uh, on writing a book on Mississippi Nights. And what I, I want to say this because I know every time I see your name, my daughter's name is Chloe. And so I always want to pronounce your guys' last name is Inloe. <laughs> so it's Inloe, right? Yes, it's Inloe. Okay, cool. Anyway, her and her husband Garrett have written a book uh, about Mississippi Nights, and we're going to uh, celebrate that tonight and talk more about it and uh, bring up some facts that maybe some people didn't know and maybe some people that did know. And uh, so that's going to be interesting, especially for you and all the bands that have played there. Um, it, it, it's incredible. And looking through it last night, I was just like, there was some stuff that I didn't even know, especially I'm not into the older rock and roll generation, but you know, from 95 to 2005, all those bands that came through were just, oh my gosh, you know, you're, you're just going to be like, really? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to play some of the bands that have played Mississippi Nights, including Fragile Porcelain Mice, which we we just played. um, And we uh, love them very much, and they know it. Um, Also, we have some other stuff to talk about real quick, because I know... um, we got to promote some stuff and we haven't had a chance to promote anything because we haven't, I haven't done a show in about three months, except for a, a little bitty phone conversation that I had with a great band called it comes in waves. So I am proud to be back. Um, our website is on the way to be done, even though I still have a lot of work to do, but a lot of cool stuff. And I think I'm bringing something kind of special to the scene that uh, nobody else has really thought of doing. 
um, including our, our concert calendar, definitely, because no offense to you venues, but um, whenever you post your bands that are coming up, uh, people don't know what they sound like or anything, and they're lazy. They're not going to go to your, their Spotify's or even whatever. And go, I want to check out that band. So what did I do? I put a little clip of the bands that are, that are playing. So you can hear what they sound like. You're like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to go buy their, you know, $5 ticket for a local show, you know. So I've done that. And also, of course, the app is still running. So those of you who may be listening on the internets or whatever from our website, uh, we do have an app. It's called 24, Beyond 24-7.com. And it is completely free for iOS and Android. And it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. St. Louis artists spinning all kinds of genres. And we have... Some pretty cool stuff coming now that we are in our new home, which is exciting. Uh, we have uh, branched off into, we used to do it in, uh, in Rockstar Taco for a while, and my work schedule uh, kind of messed that up, so I had to find a new place to go, and, and the universe answered, and they gave us this beautiful place in Collinsville where we're going to have our very own studio shortly, and um, we're going to have cameras and all that good fun stuff. And so you're going to be able to see your favorite local, local artist, maybe on YouTube or maybe even on our own website or whatever. So that's going to be exciting. And so hopefully big things to come. Plus, we have a, this building's got a little bitty music venue that we're going to be uh, partaking in. So that's going to be pretty cool, too. So just stay tuned for all that. Um, also, tomorrow night, if you haven't heard, uh, if you've been underneath a rock or whatever, we are promoting shows and we've been doing it all summer long. And uh, so tomorrow night, we have the privilege of bringing Sponge into town, playing on Off-Broadway, along with Misplaced Religion and the Richters. So that is exciting. And then next Saturday night, and I know <laughs> I know Rustin's excited for this because he put it all together, um, but Beyond FM's Halloween Bash at Red Flag with the one and only Local H, and it's going to be all Local H all night, and it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, they're. Uh, I don't know if anybody out there has ever been to a local H show, but uh, they're definitely going to bring the house down. Uh, they're very, very energetic, very loud. So if you got earplugs at home, I'd bring them. So uh, I'm looking forward to that simply because it's uh, you know three hours plus of, of them playing, and uh, I mean I'm glad to be able to get them down here um, and present them to everybody and. You know, every show that I've been to in St. Louis has been packed. So let's uh, let's pack the red flag. Yep, definitely. So look forward to that. Uh, what else we got going on um, next week? And I'll promote this later on down the line, but it, it, it's still important. Next week, we're going to have Jeff Lee from Fire of the Humans and the Pour On. We're going to world premiere a new song from Fire of the Humans. Um, I think this is his, this makes him the most interviewed on here now i think if i'm correct i think he's a four-timer to be on fm so that's exciting so we appreciate all of his support and he's not on the uh the facebooks and stuff he's kind of a private guy so it's like he just texts me stuff and says hey i have a new song coming out and here's the promo picture for it we put it out <laughs> like yeah, it's cool yeah i'll take it so it's going to be exciting to um to have him on as well. So let's take a little breather and then we're going to come back and uh, we're going to talk about some Mississippi nights with Stacy. Is that good with you, Rustin? Oh, yeah. You're in charge now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just asking, I just 
pushing buttons and talking shit. All right. All right, let's do that. So um, anyway, uh, speaking of It Comes in Waves, which I brought up earlier, they have a new song out, and it is our track of the week, and it is called Betrayal, and it is right here on Beyond FM. The best of everything STL. You're goddamn right. Beyond FM.
We mean everything. Oh my god! Strongly advised. Stay golden, pony boy. Beyond FM. You're incredible. FM Live. Here are your hosts, T-Bone and Rusty. T-Bone, the ladies are gonna love you. <laughs> I think I think we're on the air now. Uh, as I push the right buttons, and if, in case you missed it, uh, we talked about 
um, Rustin, and we talked about the new place, and we talked about the Sponge Show tomorrow night and Local H playing next Saturday, if you didn't hear that. So there we go, and now we're ready to rock and roll. Hi, Rustin. How you doing, buddy? I'm you made it back. good now. All right. So... It, for those of you who didn't hear what we said earlier, Rustin is uh, lives in St. Louis now, but he is from Indiana. And uh, I asked him the question if he ever been to Mississippi Nights before, and he said no. Well, and tonight he's going to learn all about Mississippi Nights because Stacy Inlow is here, and her and her husband Garrett wrote a wonderful book, and it's the history of Mississippi Nights, the history of the. Music a, club in St. Louis. A history of the music a, club. A history of the. <laughs> a history of the music club in St. Louis. There we go. And so we're going to learn all about it. Um, so, I, and I mentioned that I've known Stacy forever. And so she is legit on going to shows, especially Mississippi Nights, because we went to many of them together. Um, I remember a particular one that I didn't go with her, but I went to see the Bullet Boys at one time. And uh, um, my current girlfriend, well, not my current, my girlfriend's at the time's purse got stolen out of the car. So that was cool. Remember when you paid five bucks for that lot next to Mississippi Nights and it was, you thought your car was secure? It wasn't. <laughs> So, um, first of all, we had, uh, we had an interview about three years ago um, when we started talking about the book, and uh, now you've finally made it, so congratulations. Thanks. So, let's, um, let's talk about, how, I mean, I know you have the love for it and this and that, but how did everything get started? Did you and Garrett just like wake up one morning look at each other go, hey, you want to write a book about Mississippi Nights? <laughs> no, it most certainly did not happen like that. Um, it was a long process. Um, first, we went to a trivia night that was uh, put on by the St. Louis Classic Rock Preservation Society. That's a mouthful. Yes, it is. It took us a while to get that down. <laughs> and uh, they were auctioning off a piece of the awning from Mississippi Nights. And Garrett was so excited and he bid and he actually bid himself a couple times because he wanted to make sure he got it. And once he got it, um, he started the Mississippi Nights fan page on Facebook and we got more people and more people on the site and everybody just loved the venue so much. And there was such an overpouring of love for the place. Um, he decided that he wanted to write a book and, uh, and memorialize the whole thing. And for a long time, I was not on board with him. And uh, it, it took me about six months or so to, to finally get on board because I knew that it was going to have to be a, a team effort for us to get it done. <laughs> yeah, to keep him in control. Because um, he would have probably went and ran around and bought everything he could. Right, that's part of the deal. Because <laughs> I've seen his little collection that he's got. And it's right. quite, not, not even Mississippi Night stuff, just in general. And it's like, wow, man, that's that's a collection. And so um, I'm not going to ask you how much you paid for the awning, but did you were you keeping an eye on it? Like, no, you're not going any further up or anything <laughs> like that? Uh, no, I, I usually trust him pretty much on those things because he, he has a way of balancing things out by selling things that aren't worth as much somehow to pay for the more expensive things. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> and and he still owns that, that piece of awning, correct? Uh, yes, he do, does. Currently, though, it's on... Um, display at the history museum oh that's cool well that is nice 
Um, so, um, where do we want to start? Do you got any questions first, Rustin? Because I'm going to let you, you know, your co-host. Do you want? You got anything you want to ask first? I mean, this... Were you blown away when you started doing your homework last night? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... As I told you guys both before the show, um, being a huge music fan myself and, you know, in my teenage years, you know, we're talking anywhere from, where are we talking here, 93 to 90, 97, 98. I mean, that's all I did. You know, I worked Taco Bell um, just to pay for concert tickets, concert T-shirts, CDs, everything music involved. I mean, I lived, ate, drank, and, and sweat music. So if I'd been in this area, I definitely wouldn't have been at Mississippi Nights. So just, you know, hearing all the stories, uh, I think the first time I heard about it was I saw, funny enough, Sponge uh, in uh, Edwardsville a few years back. And uh, lead singer Vinny had mentioned something about playing at Mississippi Nights back in the day. And, you know, I just kept hearing that name and hearing that name. And I'm like, okay, well, I've got to find out about this place. Um, and then I found the the Facebook page. And I guess I've just pretty much just vicariously lived through that Facebook page, obviously, because I missed out on a giant chunk of time when, you know, of music history here in St. Louis. So, I mean, every day I'm seeing something new where I'm like, oh, my gosh, how did I miss out on that? So it's amazing um, to see um, I guess just my question would be, um, you know, did did you write this simply out of um, being a huge fan of the place and, and wanting to be a piece of that history and collect it for everybody and tell the story of the venue? That's exactly it. You hit the nail right on the head there. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's awesome that someone, you know, you and your husband both are undertaking that, and there's so many people that just keep, adding stuff and and you know i just thumbed through the book before uh before the show and um i mean now obviously i'm gonna buy one because <laughs> i just want to soak it in all myself and and see all you know what i missed out on so i'm sure she'll let you buy one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a few a couple um so first i'll ask my first question uh what was your favorite show at mississippi nice because i know mine my favorite show at Mississippi I know Nights. one good one that we both went to together. Um, I hate picking favorites. Um, probably Saigon Kick because I love them so much. That, 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 was, that was a good one, too. Um, actually, two of them I know me and you went to together, but neither one of them were my favorite. But the White Trash Show. Oh, yeah. And Love Hate was a great show there. Oh, too. yeah. Yes. And, but my favorite one, uh, it was like, and I remember it distinctly because I was just kind of, kind of going, um, and they had just like the video, um, for their unfortunate, um, hit song, which I feel now is like one of their worst songs. But, um, when Epic was released by Faith No More and about a month later they played Mississippi Nights and I think Ultraman opened up for them and Faith No More was just incredible and i was like holy crap who are you know i knew i knew epic and i thought that was cool because they're putting genres together and i was digging all that but then like the real thing and uh zombie eaters and all that i was like oh, this is fantastic music you know i need more of them and i just distinctly remember that that was 
probably my favorite show, even though I I had seen Soundgarden there at the time, but I wasn't huge into that sound quite yet when I had seen them, um, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, um, Faith and War was my favorite. Um, let me see. Um, favorite person that you, uh, famous person you've met there. Because there's there's pictures of me. <laughs> this is uh, me dating myself. Um, I, there's a, some pictures out there with me and the uh, and Dizzy Dean from uh, Brittany Fox behind Mississippi Nights. Right, right. Yeah. Um, oh boy. Um, you know, I'm gonna have to pick Saigon Kick again. Yeah, yeah. I always I always showed up to the shows early. We we got out one o'clock, two o'clock, camped out on the sidewalk, played cards. That you did. <laughs> that you did. We wanted to make sure we met the bands, and it was easy at Mississippi Nights. It was because either you met them in the front, or you waited afterwards and met them in the back by the buses. Yeah. Occasionally, you met them at Sundeckers down yeah. the street. But they couldn't. <laughs> even they, unless they ran out of the venue, they couldn't escape. You know, right. so if you if you got out of the front door, and ran around the back, you were going to see them because they're like, get out of here or hey, guys, we're going to the east side. Let's go. And you could catch them pretty quickly. It's coming out of the back. Um, I remember getting it at the time. I mean, I was a fan. I'll admit it. I was, uh, I was a fan of Poison. So I went and seen Brett Michaels play there and got a and it was a surprise that Ricky Rocker was playing drums for him. And so I got a drumstick from Ricky Rocket, and it's hidden somewhere in my entourage of junk, I guess, <laughs> in my in my chest of stuff. Yeah, so, because um, one thing that I, I, and I've always thought, just because I, I know you and, and, and a particular friend that we shared back then that we no longer talk to, but um, that you guys were more, and even Garrett, because I had I'd seen Garrett at shows too, prior to even you guys knowing each other. It was just, we all went to so many shows at that time. It's like, we kind of knew each other, but we didn't know each other. We just seen each other. And so I always thought that you or her or, or Garrett would get into either like some sort of magazine process because we all knew, like at the time we knew all the bands, we knew all the members of the bands, we knew what song was on what record and you know, all that stuff. And we, we were, into it and uh i always thought that it was something that one of you guys would end up in because i always you know how i was and you can even admit this for everybody that when i was 15 i made mixtapes using my using my um (laughs) using my uh answer machine and i would do talk breaks in between songs and i would give them to people you know because i always like we were constantly watching headbangers ball or Whatever. So, and as soon as we saw a song, a band that like was new, and we like, oh, that was cool. We'd run right to music outlet or street side or wherever it was at the time, and bam, we'd buy that the next day. So, if one of us had it, then we were burning it for everybody. And I was one of those spoiled kids, and I had a dual CD burner and everything else, so I could just. I was a machine back then. And I, and I liked it. And I, so then I'd go and buy magazines and I would learn about those bands and then I would then talk, do talk breaks before the songs come on and, and this and that. So yeah, that's what I did. So that's why I got into the radio part of it. Cause I was, I mean, I was always doing it since I was probably 15. So, yep. Well, we'll take a break and we'll come and talk about some fun facts. 
We got some fun facts for you, kids. Coming up next on BNDFM, let's play some. But we're going to play some bands that, that probably played or did play uh, Mississippi Nights. And I'm sure uh, this band did, even though they're not around no more. And some of them are not because they're, they're local and it is what it is. But um, these guys were on Point Essential. And I am talking about the band Belly Feel. And this is Tricky Girl. And it's on Beyond FM. <laughs>
It's the best of everything STL. It's Beyond FM from Gaslight. Our guest tonight, Fragile Porcelain Mice. Small town, small mind, small town, small mind. I've said this a million times. You guys have been the band that I've seen the most in my life. Really? Has there ever been an outfit that Scotty wears that you said, fuck no, dude? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Two of them. One is a birthday suit. And a basketball outfit. Yeah, I mean, but that was when I was like a hundred pounds lighter. I think yeah. I looked pretty good in that. Like now it'd be now now it'd be really put. I mean, it'd be like yeah. I mean, my definitely my testicles would be hanging out. Cool. That's Boxing Day on the calendar. Yeah, you get December twenty sixth. Yeah. We observe that so. Observe like a, the was boxing. that like a national holiday for you? But boxing. It's for it's for uh, English people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Canada, they celebrate oh, in Canada right. too. After Christmas, the help would get like presents from the like an empty box, wafers and uh, false teeth. What's speckled dick? Isn't that an English thing? <laughs> spotted dick. Spotted dick. Spotted dick. Had penis, had a mole on it. We are on South Broadway, so I'm sure we can find a spotted dick somewhere around here. Really easy. We can do Beyond it's FM nice. spotted dick night. <laughs> you have to have a spotted dick to get in. Yeah. Hey, baby, I got a bottle of wine and the whole box set of friends at home if you want to come <laughs> over. This is Beyond FM.
FM Live. Here are your hosts, T-Bone and Rusty. T-Bone! 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 Yeah, yeah. All right, we're back. Hope you enjoyed our music break. Now we're going to talk about books, kids. So get ready, class. We got facts for you. Um, so we're talking with Stacy and Lo about the uh, new book, Mississippi Nights. A history of the music club of St. Louis. In St. Louis. In St. Louis. Damn. <laughs> You're so You'll close. Get I'll get it it's right by the end title. of the show. It is a long title. You should just call it book. <laughs> we did it, call it, it book on on a conversation on the <laughs> fan page for quite a while, and we got called out for that. Book is you, coming. You know who you are. Book is coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me uh, let me see if I can pull up my uh, video version, uh, electronic version of the book here, real quick. So that way I can do some stuff. So um, let's see, let's see if we can do fun facts with you. I'm going to ask you questions and see if you get them right, and see if you remember your. Oh own no, book. you studied the book. No, <laughs> I didn't. No, I have it in front of me. So <laughs> I'm cheating. All right. Um, let's, let's go through it. it, Honestly, I've looked through it and, and one, it's not only for St. Louisans, it's for music lovers of, of all ages. It really is. Um, whether you're into classic rock or newer rock or hip hop, or just in general, you're, you're going to love this book, but especially if you're from St. Louis and especially if you went to Mississippi nights and, and, and enjoyed shows there so i let me it, it's going to take a minute to scroll to the to, to my age here of, of when i did it but there's a you know it's like uh everything i mean the building was all kinds of stuff even before it was um clearly a nightclub you want to go through some of those real quick while i scroll to where i want to be well the rumors were true that it was a slaughterhouse <laughs> at one point actually a couple different slaughterhouses uh so it's uh a little interesting that you know once upon a time uh it was that and then gore came and then the blood ran out the back door again because the floor was slanted yes makes sense (laughs) all right i'm almost there i'm almost to at least late 80s scroll through (laughs) 
It takes a lot of resources to scroll through a book. Uh, okay. We, they did open in 77, so okay. it's taking them while they get to yeah. the 80s. Yeah. Opened in 1977. Um, do you know who the first artist was played there? The 1932 Rhythm and Blues Band. You asked me that last time, and we didn't know. <laughs> well, tonight you know. <laughs> now you know. Uh, do they? Have, do we have a lot of? Do we have a lot of? What, who was it? The 1932 Rhythm and Blues Band. Yeah, we. I've heard of them. We play them a lot on here. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> we play them a lot on here. All right. So. Um, one, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about local stuff here first, and then we'll uh, surprise some people with some some national act stuff. That that way they'll be even more impressed about you know the club if they don't know anything about it. Um, first of all, there is a quote in here um, by the one and only Pat Hagen, and that I wanted to talk about that I saw, and not that it makes me mad or anything. I'm just this this it's why we do what we do on beyond fm and we play local music 24 hours a day and we try to bring awareness to to the um you know to, to the newer music of the scene and bring asses to the seats and you know all that good stuff and we try to help them out as much as we can um there was a quote in there from pat hagan who previously owned mississippi nights and now is one of the owners for he didn't know Mississippi Nights. No, he was a manager. He was a manager. There you go. So they, I learned something new. But he, he does own the pageant and Delmore Hall. He's a co-owner. Co-owner, yes. He is a part of that. And so one of the one of the quotes in here is that they used to book local bands on the weekends because they would draw more than the National Acts would coming through town. Right. That's pretty much true, but it they... They drew a lot, but people would go in and out of the venue. They wouldn't stay for the whole. Well, yeah, because I remember that even though when I, I, I was sneaking down there, you know, 16, 17 years old and and sneaking into different places because people would bar hop because it was so close. And then right. they would find the coolest place and plant themselves there. So, yeah, okay, then that does make sense now. But butts in the seat to drink. Yeah. All right. Let me. I'm almost there. This is beautiful laptop. All right. Now I see the picture of King Diamond. So that's, I'm almost there. <laughs> um, oh, I know one thing I wanted to play real quick. Oh, crap. Oh, let me pull it up real quick. This is, this is too fun. This is, so it's cheese ball. And I know that it's, <laughs> but it's, it's fun. It's the only thing I could find like this. Um, I'm sure there's more somewhere in, in Casey archives and stuff like that, but let me see if I can find it. This is great radio, by the way, where you you know you're pulling files up, and but you know it is what it is. Um, did I name it properly? There it is. All right, let me do this. <laughs> this is so funny. I was rolling. I think I woke up my parents last night listening to this um let's see i gotta do this go back into here let's see if i did this right so this is a commercial that i found
<laughs> and this is the only one I could find. Was I was trying to find like Mississippi Nights commercials and, and stuff like that on the web. And, and so I found this one on YouTube. So this is fun. So oh, I'm not even going to turn the mics off. Now. I'm just going to play it. They creep out of the dark and into the night. They stalk, they prey, and you are the victim of Monsters of the Universe Tour 85. The madness begins with the power of illusion and rockers like Get It To Go. And the ultimate rogue, Rogue Male, will be all over you. And before the curtain goes down, sabotage proves the power of the night. I wonder if that was a real sabotage. Illusion, Rogue Mail, and Sabotage, the Monsters of the Universe Tour. Monsters stop here August 6th at Mississippi Nights. You can get tickets now at Capital Concert Outlets, Mississippi Nights Box Office, and Dial Ticks, 421-1400. Don't miss the Monsters August 6th at Mississippi Nights. First 200 people who enter the concert tomorrow at Mississippi Nights receive a Rogue Mail first visit cassette. First come, first serve, and Illusion albums will also be available. And that's from Casey Monday Night Metal. And believe me, friends, there are tickets still available to see Monsters of the Universe. Believe me, there's still they're tickets still available. available. Mississippi Nights. I recognize Radical Rich's voice there. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> like, but, I mean, it was... But you could tell, like, it, it, when it went from national commercial or whatever that, you know, the band's paid to have done, and then it suddenly dropped, and it was the, you know, <laughs> it, it was the plug, you know. Like, what they what they do on, like, regular uh, commercials nowadays where it's, like, an AT&T commercial, and then, like, the local talent would be like, yeah, stop by uh, 141 in Jeffco, and blah, 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 you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it, was, it was fun. All right, so now now that I brought, got that out and I got distracted by it, but it's it, it was so funny. Anyway, so let's talk about this first because I know people are, are dying to know when it's coming out. The release date is the end of the month, October 30th, so you can... That's Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, October 30th. And, and where are we having the, uh, the shindig? Um, we're having it at the record space in Afton. Shout out, Don. Yep. Yep. Hey, Don. It's from uh, two to six, and the Steve Ewing duo will be playing with us. How can we have Mississippi Nights party without Steve Ewing? That is correct. And uh, Four Hands Brewery will be on hand to give out some free beer for us too. Free beer. I'm there. <laughs> Said beer. Now you're gonna have have yourself a little place and a signing and all that there too. We will have a signing. Signing starts at two. And if you want to pre-order the book at MississippiNights.com, you can choose to pick it up at the event if you want. Nice. So there you go. And you know what? It's the perfect stocking stuffer. I was trying to sell it for you for you, Christmas. You need a very big stocking, but <laughs> but it, it is it is it is yes. a good gift it, for it all your uh, friends and family that are music lovers and live in St. Louis or anywhere else, really. Yes, we've had quite a few people buy multiple copies already. Yes. Okay. So we'll. Um, oh gosh, I gotta go to Google here. All right, there we go. Back to the book. Back to the book. Um, all right. So now we're now we're in the juicy stuff here. Um, some of the bands that, that have played that you guys don't know or, or, or some of you that are listening going, yes. 
um, that I'm just going to scroll through. As I'm scrolling through this, this is like uh, the book is set up, and and it's what I love about it is is it's not a stuffy book. It's very rock and roll. It's um, you know, and plus there's a lot of pictures, so I so I, I enjoy that. Um, a thousand to be yeah. exact. Oh wow! A thousand images. Thousand images. So that's including the tickets and everything. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so I'm looking at a old school Slayer. Um, that doesn't give the year. You know what year that was? Probably eighty something, eighty five or something. Eighty four. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is eighty four. Tour eighty four. Haunting the Chapel tour with Slayer. Um, that is uh, the one time that there might be a photograph of uh, Tom Araya without his bass. Because the bass stopped working. <laughs> yes. Um, and then some other cool stuff. Let me, I'm scrolling through. And it's like, um, and I'll describe it for people. There, There's um, facts in here. There is, um, you've interviewed people where they, they remember certain points in their life and talking about certain shows and things that happened. And I'm not going to give too much out of it because I want them to all to be surprised. Um, not only that, plus you have a lot of maps and things like that that, that throughout history of how the, some of the, uh, even the landing itself changed. Right. So it is not just, you know, a bunch of pictures. So it's actually educational and it's fun. Um, so let me, I want to get through some of these so that way I can pull up some stuff for Rustin because like I said, he had never been to Mississippi nice. And so I wanted him to be like, Oh, you said, so I'll, I'll just, I'll name a few just because I have them on the top of my head that, that I was surprised, even though I, I can still remember it, but the BC boys playing there, which is incredible. And the pictures that you guys have of them in the back of the building. So right. Hanging out on the lawn chairs. Yes. <laughs> um, Suicidal Tendencies, which I've seen them many times, um, Mississippi Nights, and at other venues. Mm-hmm. Pantera opened up for them once when they were there. Um, early, early um, Soul Asylum flyer in here with the Flaming Lips. Um, that's pretty neat. Um, early Descendants. We got Dead Air again. We got Dead Air again. Oh, it's because I'm looking at the book. <laughs> That's all right. We'll fix it in about 10 seconds. Let me go to this. Oh, it says live. Oh, wait a minute. Did I do that? Oh, that's why. <laughs> it would help if I push that button. There we go. I'm sorry, kids. We are back. Yeah, we're talking about the book. And we're going through uh, some of the cool stuff uh, that play there. Now, I'm going to bring up some bands, and you tell me yes if they played there and no if they did not. Can we play that game? You want to play that game? Quiz. Yes, the quiz. There's been a lot of bands, so. Okay. Um, Did Wasp ever play there? That's a hard one. I don't remember. Did Wham ever play there? Wham did not play there. Wham did not that. play there. How about... Wasp did play, 1997. It's in the back of the book, the 31-page list of all the bands. Yeah, there's, there's a whole That's list. awesome. Yes. Um, let me see. Some of the bands that... 
man, I want to go. It's like I want to thrill through this, but also I do not want to lose internet connection again. Um, and Google is being funny. Okay, there we go. All right. Um, Lita Ford, Maletha, Maletha Etheridge, um, The Exploited, mm-hmm. nice. Um, I mean, really just about any any band that you could almost think of um, in the 90s coming up played, played there. Okay. I think they had, I think, I mean, I, I won't say... If, for certain, but I think somebody had an eyeball on kind of like what we did and watching who was doing what and saying, Hey, maybe these guys plus contemporary productions at the time was starting to really get huge and everybody. Right. We have a little story about how they're connected with the, the venue. And then there's uh, places like peaches records. They'd call them up and say, Hey, what, what's good right now? Should we book this band? How they selling? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a small break, and we'll come back, and I'll have a, a, a bunch of more questions for you. I promise. I just want to get to the certain part of the book where I'm like, just oozing with like this band played, this band played, this band played, and it's exciting to me. So hold on. We'll, we'll come right back, and we'll uh, play some more music by bands that, that I'm surely played there and we'll, we'll, this one definitely did. This is Pale Divine and it's on Beyond FM.
Hey, this is Jeff from Gravity Kills, and you're listening to Beyond FM.
of everything STL beyond FM. Good evening. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us still, and uh, we appreciate it. I'm um, talking about more stuff uh, Mississippi Nights related. Uh, Stacy Inlow is here, author of the new book. <laughs> see if I get it right this time. See if I get it right. Look at the flyer. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to cheat. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's Mississippi Nights, a history of the Music Club in St. Louis. All right. Damn, I got it. The Music Club in St. Louis was one of their taglines. Yes. And we ended up adding a history because we were afraid some people weren't that weren't familiar with the club might think that it's a current venue. Yeah. And it's not. It's sadly half parking lot, half casino hotel. All parking lot. All parking lot. Okay. Yep. Damn gamblers taking our fun away. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is a beautiful hotel. I mean, I'll give them that. It is nice. But still taking our club away. And, and the fact that even that, it, I mean, it, I, I can't really say it, but the music scene just all of a sudden that went in, the music scene just spread out. That's what happened. And, I mean, they lost, I think we lost a lot of good clubs on Washington Avenue because of it as well. You know, and then there's a few came back, but like I, I think I went and drove through the landing. I don't know, it was a couple of months ago. It's just ghost town. I think like Morgan Street Brewery still there, and spaghetti old spaghetti factory still there. I think there's like seven places that are open down there. That's so sad. So sad. But it is what it is. What can we do? Um, so uh, some other cool acts that I, I flipped through real quick that I, that I was surprised and I, and I I don't know if I just didn't know or I just didn't remember. Like Two Life Crew and Vanilla Ice and Public Enemy playing there. Not together, but mm-hmm. different show. That, wow, that would be a bill. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and what is surprise, some surprises that you found? Um, you know, obviously, I'm going through my 90s alternative and mm-hmm. silver chair playing there, you know, when they're 15, 16 years old. Uh, I mean, you know, how I miss them playing all the shows that they did. Um, Veruca Salt's another one, like, I'm a huge fan of. And obviously, with the Chicago connection, mm-hmm. um, you know, them playing many times, probably one of the more times that I've seen out of all the 90s bands they played. Um like, you know, just going back, I'm just like, holy cow, you know, I, I wish I would have been here for all that. Cause yeah. that I mean, there's a, there's a lot of shows that I've seen that, that I wish I would have went to. And I, I was I was living here. Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, Bad Brains, because back then, I mean, that was the earlier days when I necessarily was listening to something else. And I started getting into Chili Peppers around Mother's Milk, and I know that, but... Like bad brains, I didn't listen to until like maybe fifteen years ago or something like that. So it was like, yeah, some of those shows I would, I would love to see back in the day. 
Oh, and you know, just looking through that too is I'm seeing a lot of bands from my era that came through St. Louis, but really didn't play Indianapolis a lot. And it's just odd to me, like how that's kind of flip flop. You know, now you know, dipping my toe in the water, being a promoter, and seeing all these big acts pass over St. Louis for Kansas City and Indianapolis and Chicago, and not really coming here. So it's just odd that it was completely opposite back then. That is weird. I was going to ask you about the, I mean, the differences of scenes from Indianapolis to St. Louis. Um, you know, and I, and I, I really can't explain it, you know, just being a kid and just absorbing as much as I can, seeing the business aspect of, of what indie scene was. I mean, it was a lot of, uh, indie rock, um, not so much a hip hop. It seemed like St. Louis had a way more of a, a hip hop thing that they were trying to prove back in the mid to late nineties, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, I don't think Indianapolis had a scene. I mean, like I said, I think it was a, a hotbed for a lot of, um, Oh, days of the new, a lot of the numbers that band, mm-hmm. uh, were from Indiana. Uh, the lead singer of, uh, Atari's was from, uh, Muncie, Indiana, the ball state area. So, you know, right off the top of my head, I can't really think of a whole lot of, you know, Hoosiers, you know, and I know that sounds funny. It sounds funny here, but here, there, yes, yeah. in Indiana, Hoosiers is not a derogatory term. <laughs> <laughs> that was the big thing I had to get used to. I'm like, why is everybody using that as a derogatory term? And then I learned where that came from. So, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy to flip through the, the back end of that book and see all the, the bands that, I mean, timeline-wise, I would have went to. Um, obviously, I'm also a huge Verfype fan. I saw they played there a couple times, too, and I've I've talked to Brian, the lead singer, and he was telling me stories about the place as well, too. So, I mean, I just through the connections that I have through other bands, um, you know, find out the history of the place, too. And, you know, once again, it's just like, man, I really missed out. That you did, my friend. That you did. It was it was a fun place. It smelled kind of like the, the Mississippi, but other than that, it was cool. And I just, the, the, I really think the because back in the day when we could stand in line for tickets and and things like that, where we'd get to the show early and stand in line, you met the coolest people in the world standing in line more than you did some of the shows that you went to. Okay. So I remember a lot of that, you know, especially like um, once I started getting into bands and stuff like that, you'd meet a, like another band member or this and that. And, hey, well, cool. Here's here's my flyer. Here's my flyer. Here's my tape. Here's my tape. You know, so that was pretty neat, too. Yep. It was just a, wasn't wasn't at Mississippi Nights, but I did meet Garrett on the sidewalk to get in to a venue. So there you go. Love is in the air. What? <laughs> he likes to joke that he met me on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> what do we get? That's just, what we get for ten dollars. You know, the sad thing to me now anymore, and you know, I'm guilty of it as well. Sometimes um, I've tried to work on it, but uh, it just seems more and more that people, when they're waiting in lines at concerts, nobody's paying attention to the people around them. They're either talking to their friends or they're in their phones. Oh yeah, and um, I, I've tried to be better about it and. Uh, as you know, since you've met me, I've, I've got a gift of gab. So I'll talk to anybody. I'm everybody's friend. That you do. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just being a part of the station now and, and, and 
advertising us as well as plugging and, and finding out other bands and talking to other people. It's, it's great. And, you know, I plead to the people out there, uh, try to do your best when you're at shows and, and look at the people around you. Um, you know, find out, you know, obviously you're all there for the same purpose. You love the same bands. Mm-hmm. Um, get to know the people around you and, you know, you, you may get new friends that turn into new friends and then you meet their friends and then, you know, you just network. And that's, I, I just feel as a society, that's what we're missing. And, and, and that's a great thing about reminiscing about times like this waiting in line. Cause I obviously remember doing that too. And, um, the people you meet and, you know, I, I feel that that's missing in today's music, you know, crowds. Yeah. I especially think like back in the day when you, we, we, we you know, waited in line to buy tickets and those were like those were the truly dedicated fans so then you all really got along because you guys were all dedicated you know i thought that was i missed those days too just everyone's like yeah let's let's camp out screw it let's do it oh, yeah. you know? and like i don't care if i have to be at work at two i'm camping out and buying those tickets at 10 o'clock in the morning you know staying up all night so and the celebration of having those hard tickets in your hand after you waited that whole time, especially like, and then you're they like sell out. yeah, I got well, even but even if like also you get in there and you get really good seats better than somebody else did, you're like, <laughs> I got third row, and they're like, motherfucker, you know, <laughs> like, damn it, I wish I got the that random, lot. I the wish random I got seats. that lottery ticket, you know, so yeah. Um, do you have any places that uh, you know of are going to be retailing the book? Uh, yes, uh, of course, the record space will have it. Um, Euclid Records will have it, Vintage Vinyl. Um, you'll be able to buy it at the pageant, uh, Frenchtown Records. Um, probably forgetting somebody. But most of the record stores around town will have it, for sure. And if you want to see it at your bookstore, go in and ask them, and maybe they'll order it from us. That's an idea. Well, I am very proud of you. I really am. I think it is, like I said last night, it is beautiful. It's a work of art. Thanks. We're very proud of it. So everyone that hears this and more, because um, we'll, we'll put this on, I mean, this is not the, you know how it is. We put this on Spotify and everything else, and we put it, we'll put it on our website, and it'll play. And But just, you know, if you want to just make it easy, just go to MississippiNights.com and just order it straight up easy peasy you don't have to look for it and it come right to your door <laughs> packaged lovingly by me yes <laughs> and will you have um i guess you're going to have them all distributed out um after the release and then you know in time for christmas and right. all that stuff right cool Awesome. I appreciate it. So check, if you haven't checked everything out before, miss it, like I said, MississippiNights.com. Um, you can go to the Mississippi Nights fan page on Facebook, and it's all kinds of cool stuff there. And just join join along and get in the conversation. And um, Any other plans on it? And, you know, maybe writing something on Cicero's or, you know, anything like that, or, or, or the Hello. other world or the galaxy or the side door or... I- 367. I know, I know Garrett wants to write a book on 367. Oh, I, <laughs> I think the only other way to do it is to combine every, all, all the, the other rest. clubs into one. A history of <laughs> the rest of the clubs, clubs. <laughs> in the St. Louis area. <laughs> 
Mississippi Nights was open for 30 years. Yeah, yeah, Most clubs don't make it near that far. Yeah. So they're in a, a league of their own with, uh, you know, places like the Troubadour and mm-hmm. CBGBs. So. Yeah. I agree. Maybe you can uh, write a go. Well, I mean, some of them you can't go to, but maybe you can write books on that or different scenes or something like that. And yeah, we've thought about it. Uh, thought about writing a kid's book tie-in, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> For all your grandparents out there who want to share your Mississippi Nights experience. <laughs> Well, like I said, I'm proud of you, and I, and I thank you for coming all the way out to beautiful Collinsville at our new home. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem. I, I definitely support it, and I love it, and I, I, you did, guys did a great job. Great job. Thanks. All right, so we're going to let everybody go. We're going to cut out early because that's just because I, I can do that. And then, um, yeah, so join us next week. Um as we have Jeff Lee from Fire the Humans on, and we're going to world premiere a new song from him and more, and we'll hopefully have some stories uh, for you guys about the Sponge Show. And hopefully, we have a good night with that. It should be fun. So, if, if you don't know about it, tomorrow night, Sponge Off Broadway tickets are how much? Uh, well, until about twelve o'clock tonight, they're. $25 advance day of show they're 30 so if you want to save yourself $5 uh, hurry up and snag those real quick so we got two really good openers misplaced religion and the Richters I know they're yep. both super pumped to play with Sponge yep. Sponge and, and, uh, and they're hot right now they uh, just played Point Fest and everything oh, else yeah. so yeah so they're you know Sponge is ready to play St. Louis once again they love this area so uh, let's show out and support those guys too and show them what we're all about should be a good time. Okay, let's get out of here. Once again, thank you. Once again, I'll say it one more time. MississippiNights.com. Pre-order the book. Or um, and also you can... Oh, and we forgot to mention about November 6th too, real quick. Um, the book launch is going to be October 30th at the record store off of Gravois. Gravois. Record space. Record, oh, man, I always do that to them too. <laughs> the record space on Gravois. Uh, the Stevie Ewing duo, and there'll be free beer from Four Hands Brewery. And that's from 2 to 6, once again, at uh, October 30th. And then November 6th at the St. Louis Record Show, I'm sure you're going to have copies to sell. Yes, we will. Yes, so that'll be fun. Um, and that's it. We'll get out of here. We're going to, of course, what are we going to leave you with? What band, what local band played that the most? That's a fact, right? Local band? Mm-hmm. Big Fun was a cover band. They played there the most. I think you're okay, saying number two. Original, original band. <laughs> what original band played there the most? The Urge. Play that mother. You can cuss on this show. <laughs> Fucking Urge. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Good night, kids. See you next week.
hotel Test. 
My army's protected at all times We try to fight, you'll be more than a small fine I don't brag about the stuff I get Cause if he rolls correctly, the models are you again Sipping it off with the lip, not a couple to zip I tell them wake up, son, get to the set People the suckers who are faking Wicked fools on the mic and they're working Hectic, getting crazy, it's getting hectic Getting wild, getting hectic Getting crazy, it's getting hectic To the point of attack, cause the track feels good to me And I intend to break it out of your restraint You can interest in my rhymes like a city bank Thanks to the brand new heavies and everyone Who can dig the movement of the guru smooth and proven That I'm the relevant elephant one Suck is getting with inside to all my sons Remembering rap from the days I was always there And that I was abandoning the sense of my friend Listen at once with the famous, claiming the hard Cause I might disregard Cause the end all cracked up to what they should be Some of the wannabes, some of the wimpies I'm getting back with the crap, deeper jack 